Welcome to the 90s Kid Book Club Podcast, where we indulge in nostalgia, dust off our favorite books from growing up, and discuss how they shaped a generation. Welcome to your bonus content on Patreon. Today we are talking about The Perks of Being Wallflower, the movie. So head on over to our main feed if you want to hear our thoughts on the book. But here we're going to talk about the movie, what our thoughts were, how it compares to the book. Come along for the ride. So as we talked about on the main feed, the intent was always for the movie to come after the book. Chbosky had started writing the screenplay as soon as he finished writing the book, but it took him a lot longer to write the screenplay than it did the actual book. So I think like coming up with some brand new idea can sometimes be easier than having to like adapt an existing one, especially thinking about adapting it from a book to a film. So he was hesitant to sell the rights to the film to anyone um, and eventually sold them to Mr. Mud Productions as long as he was able to write and direct the film, huh. which I can't imagine having that much authority over your intellectual property that you're like, yeah, I'll sell to you, but I'm going to write the screenplay and direct the film for the book that I've written. It reminds me a little bit of Shel Silverstein. Yes. Who, like mandated the kind of paper that his right. stuff was written on. It could only be hardback. Only at night. Yeah. You know, everything was of high quality. We talked a lot on our book review of Perks of Being a Wallflower about freedoms and rights to your content back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Like TLC having sold multiple platinum records and going home bankrupt. Mm -hmm. Um, I think seeing these authors trying to take control over the quality of their content. Yeah. And their vision is very telling of that time. Yeah. 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 And I feel like a lot of times nowadays you'll see them as like a consult on a movie. Like you'll see the original authors as like some sort of like they were used What's the word for that? They were used as um, advisors or consults on the film, but they, they're not really like involved in creating it at all. It's rare for someone to have skills in both like acting, directing, and, writing, and producing. Yeah. yeah. He, yeah, he's a jack of all trades a little bit. So, um, Chbosky himself was originally from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and The movie is apparently set in Pittsburgh. Most of it was filmed in Pittsburgh and even at locations that he went to like growing up as a kid. So where they filmed the Rocky Horror Picture Show scenes was an actual theater that he saw Rocky Horror Picture Show in when he was growing up in Pittsburgh. Wow. He heard that they were reopening the theater. It had been closed. They were reopening it and he was like, I need to get in on that. How? Okay. Hold up. Is Stephen Chbosky like somebody who's like his, his glory days were, were high school? Because like I'm just saying, I don't think I could go back to my high school and like film some, you know, like go back to that, like physically go back to all the places that I used to go in high school and like relive all of that and film all of that. Like I do it all the time. I passed I my high school. That. On the way to your house this morning, oh and it was flooded with gosh. memories. I don't think I could do it. 
Amy lives in the neighborhood that surrounds the high school that I grew up in. Almost all of my friends exclusively lived in this neighborhood. I have to pass my high school every time I come here. It's always a flood of memories. Yeah. But I pass my high school, my middle school, my school elementary school. was not school. your glory days, though. Absolutely not. Yes, it was I know. not fun, and I don't want to revisit it. So passing it... Don't worry, I'll get the farm soon, Monica. I'll get the farm soon. (laughs) Freeze-back memories, not all of them are great. And just to put into perspective, I'm a military brat that did a lot of, majority of my high school was spent in New Hampshire. And I have not been back to New Hampshire in many years. But last time I went was actually uh, when we were coming, we were going to see, Monica and I have a mutual friend that lives up in Maine. And so we went to go see that friend and he happens to live about an hour and a half from where I grew up. So me and my husband drove through. But I'll tell you, the last time I had been back besides that was eight years prior. Yeah. I can't do it. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, have bad memories, just leave it in the past. <laughs> I, I, I think you become inoculated at a certain point. Like, I, I've passed that high school enough that it's like it's becoming just a high school, not like my high school, yeah. you know? I wish I could get that closure, but I don't think yeah. I can get there. <laughs> I yeah. moved all the way to the opposite side uh-huh. of the country. Exactly, yeah. So, yeah, he intended on it being set in Pittsburgh, at least the movie. I will say the book never mentions the location. It just talks True. about the city, quote-unquote. Um, and I read somewhere that they thought it took place in California. It's like on Wikipedia or something. They say the book takes place in California. I don't think it ever yeah, mentions get a that? location. So I don't know if he intended the book always to be Pittsburgh or intentionally left it. Like, it could be any town, USA, you know? Ooh. Yeah, because they never mentioned, like, snow during Mm-mm. Christmas. No. And in fact, they celebrated. Oh, they did. They did mention snow. Oh, yeah, they did because they were outside. They yeah. were all outside. And they were like, oh, the snow was coming down. Yeah. Mm. And he, yeah. Mm. At the end of that party where he mm. did LSD, he... He was in the snow. And there oh, was yeah. snow the, in the, the movie. Police, yeah, the police found him in the snow. So, I, I, yeah. But I think it was meant to be kind of in any town USA. Like, it could be anywhere. The, the story's universal. It could happen to anyone anywhere. But there are some, some Pittsburgh staples in the film. So, apparently the bridge that they go under and is the whole, like, intro of yeah. the film is a famous bridge in Pittsburgh. Um Critics like the movie, audience like the movie, and it was apparently a box office hit. So good for him that financially it made a good bit of money. And as we talked about on the main feed, it actually bumped the book after the movie came out. It bumped the book up to New York Times bestseller list. So the movie helped the book. The book influenced the movie. And everyone seemed to like it. 20 years later. Yeah. So it did premiere in 2012 to a standing ovation at the 2012 Toronto International Film Festival. Wow. Yeah. Um, And even, (laughs) notoriously hard to please, Roger Ebert gave it a pretty stellar review. Wow. Uh, The film originally was supposed to receive an R rating for, quote-unquote, teen drug and alcohol use and some sexual references, but... The filmmakers appealed to the MPAA and changed it eventually to a PG-13 rating, which seems more in line with the people who were reading this book 
It's kind of like a, a young adult teen book. And I wonder if they changed anything about the movie when they made that appeal. Because Maybe. I did feel watching the movie that it is not as... Scandalous. Yeah, it isn't. They completely yeah. removed his sister getting pregnant and mm-hmm. getting an abortion. They they set you further apart from um, the the football player getting beat up by his dad, Brad. Yeah. Brad. Mm-hmm. So he had bruises on his face, but yes. they didn't explain like yeah. You he just see him in the cafeteria, yeah. and then um, Patrick you, tells the story, exactly. but Patrick. it's very like removed. It's like oh, I heard this story once. Yeah. Yeah. Like, his suburban legend was his own story, which is very sad. So, um, they did eventually get a PG-13 rating, and it was, quote-unquote, for mature thematic material, drug and alcohol use, sexual content, including references, and a fight all invo- involving teens. <laughs> so, accurate. Agree. Um, an interesting thing about this film is that it was, it came out in the early 2010s. Apparently, it influenced Tumblr culture. Which, if you remember, Tumblr yes. was, like, a new thing then. It's, like, the old Instagram. So, how did it so apparently people started, once this film was, was released, people started posting GIFs and quotes from this movie, and that was a big impact on Tumblr culture mm. at the time. So, it's just, like, a perfect culmination. Kind of, of like, now memes go viral, and it'll be, like, something... From the media that happened recently. Yeah, Barbie. Yeah. You just... Barbenheimer. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So this was kind of the beginning of that on Tumblr. Mm. So that's the stats that I have on the movie. Uh, Let's get into it. Let's do it. I am thrilled that Paul Rudd was Bill. Okay. I was too because in the book, I was not a fan of Bill. I just wasn't a fan of him. I felt like his his relationship with Charlie was inappropriate. But then when you get to the movie and they just cut to Charlie in the classroom and it's Paul Rudd. How you're could just you not like, yeah, you're Paul just like, Rudd. oh, okay, well, Bill's a great guy. <laughs> they completely whitewashed him. His girlfriend turned yeah. into his wife. Yes. yes. There was no after school tea time smoking cigarettes yes. moments. It was like as he was leaving the classroom, he'd hand him books, which is far more appropriate. I think a 2012 lens. But I think also on that relationship. Telling of, you know, the book was written in 99. Yeah. And then the movie was released 20 years later. It is very telling of how they had to adapt this yeah. book to make it more relatable for the current audience and the current day. And like, Trying to appeal, taking a book that was appealing to teens in the 90s and still making it appealing to teens in 2010. Yeah. And later. And it's the same, the author is the director. Yes. And the screenwriter. Yes. So we're getting his literal interpretation of how would this come across in 2012, which makes me think, going back to on the main feed, I talked about how I, I don't think that he intended that relationship to be as creepy as it was. And we're, yes. Femme we're just women reading into and it. we're reading it a certain way and a male presenting person writing this in the nineties may not have intended it that way. And so I think this is further evidence for that, that he saw it as like, Oh, it's just this cool guy. Who's like a mentor and takes him under his wing. Right. Because he changed it quite a bit in the yes. 2012 interpretation. So I absolutely loved Paul Rudd as Bill. I will say in my mind, I tried to think of the casting of these characters before I watched the movie so oh. that it didn't like sway me. I saw Bill as a much more like long scraggly hair, like a little dirtier bohemian, like mm. 
like almost a young um, Jeff Bridges. <laughs> so I almost even envisioned yeah. Bill being more Jeff, young Jeff young Bridges Jeff like, Bridges, like yeah. a little bit more the dude, bohemian, like he kind of doesn't give a fuck about. It's so funny because I imagined him like a portly balding what yes like very different interpretation of bill i feel total like bohemian yeah i can see how you would get that interpretation from his his girlfriend had armpit hair and was vegetarian yeah Yeah. so i I was i was envisioning him that way Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. um paul read the departure from both of our takes but i still love him in this and i think you're right no one can hate Paul Rudd, so made him it made more him more yeah more approachable yeah for sure yeah um, the music we talked about is so important in the book it was published the book was published by MTV so it makes sense but it makes so much more sense to the the theme the feel the vibes yeah. of the movie that the soundtrack was included so yes. I think knowing that he eventually wanted this to be a film makes so much sense because the music was such a huge part of it. The movie would not have been the same unless it had the soundtrack. And they talk about yeah. music throughout, how important it is to them. And do you remember how important you, music was to you? Absolutely. Absolutely. When you were a teen? It's everything. I have a People... hard time now because I, I want music to still, it's still a part of me. Mm-hmm. But it's all old music because the newer stuff, it's it doesn't jive really so much with my taste. But yeah. some of it does. Some of it does. I do have some modern songs I like. I'm not I know that bad, I, but I literally like wouldn't be friends with someone if they didn't like the same music yes, as me. And now yes. it's like none of my friends listen no. to the same music. Mm-hmm. Maybe you out of all of them, but yeah. we even have slightly different like tastes yes. in music. So it's like it used to be the only thing I could relate to people on and now it's like, oh that'd be cool if we listen to the same music, but it's not at all a deciding right. factor. Like I have a friend who exclusively listens to country music. Ooh. Ooh. Like Ooh. well I got nothing for yeah. you. Yeah. I have I'm not going to a concert with you. But we can go. <laughs> we can go hang out. We can drink at the pool, but I'm not going to a show with you. We can go to the pool without a speaker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, I love her just the same. But in high school, I was so judgy about music. Yes. Even people who still listen to like alternative rock music, but it was like a different band than what I liked, or like a different uh, style. I'm like, I I couldn't even do it. Still catch myself doing that sometimes. Yeah. Like, I could this, be so judgy I have it. this friend, and I'll just out him. His name's Ronnie. And uh, Ronnie really likes rock music, alternative music. I also do. Um, and in the car, he'll play his favorite tunes, and it's Screamo. It's what I oh, call Screamo like music. Yes. Oh, Which yeah, I had a moment. It, yeah. I had a moment with it. I yeah. loved it at one point in time, and he listens to those old songs I mm-hmm. loved. Um, like I saw Taking Back Sunday, I saw My Hawthorne Chemical Heights, Romance. I saw My Chemical yeah. Romance, I saw all of them. Um, so, but to still, but to engage. still, and and that he calls it alternative rock. That's not alternative rock <laughs> to me. World, that no. is not. not in my world. Um, but it is interesting that you know. But I still catch myself doing that. He'll yeah. be like, "Oh, this is rock," and I'm like, "The fuck it is!" Yeah, <laughs> that rock died. Yeah, that rock. Yeah is in the ground. Yeah. It, it doesn't exist anymore. I mean, if we want to bring back punk rock, I'm down with that too. Well, Screamo was a particular, <laughs> it was such a particular take. Mm-hmm. That yeah. 
unlike my high school, it, I cannot revisit screamo music yeah. without like vivid memories popping in my head. Like mm-hmm. I, it, I don't like, I don't like where it takes me. I don't like where it takes me. Can't do it. Next. <laughs> Thank Pass. you. Next. Pass. <laughs> So, um, the casting, I think I agree with, as I mentioned, I tried to, to see the characters in my head before the, the movie and I had seen the movie. It just had been a really long time. All I remembered was Emma Watson and how horrible her accent is. Okay. So I had never seen the movie. I like prior to this, I had never seen the movie. I remember wanting to see the movie. I want to say I started the movie and fell asleep. <laughs> like I watched it in college. So uh-huh. it was like, I just fell asleep. Um, then I watched it this weekend and then I watched it again this morning. And I, the first time I tried to watch and get through it, I was like, wow, this is really dry. And you had texted me and were like, well, let me know about Emma Watson's accent. And so then when I watched it this morning, I was like, oh, what is that? It's bad. It is. It is. It's bad. Weird. It it's, is. It she is slips strange... into a British accent yes. so often that it's like she's created her own. The singing in the show on stage, too. Like when she when they're doing the Rocky Horror mm-hmm. Picture show. Mm. So bad. No, it was awful. I'm very particular about accents. I cannot watch a movie if I know that it's a fake accent, like if you're doing a fake British accent, if you're doing a fake American accent, I don't know what it is, but I can hear it and it kills me. So as much as I loved this movie, casting Emma Watson, just because she was huge at the time when she, in my mind, doesn't really fit the character and her accent was horrible. And also there was um, a scene that really like stuck out with me they're at the party and they're sitting like at the base of some stairs and she's wearing this dress and her hair is done like she's at a red carpet event. Yeah. It was absurd to me because it's like this, this book that's written during like the grungiest time that we have possible and you're wearing a red car. It was just not relatable. Well, I also don't know. They're trying to create that sex appeal almost. And it was like, this is a teenager. Yeah. But, I also don't know what time period the movie was supposed to be yes, set in because yes. they didn't have cell phones. It, it wasn't like modern radios. It was like old boombox looking radios, but their fashion was pretty yes. modern. It was like almost out of an out of an age, out of an era, like separate from an yes. era, which I think is wise to do because it ages well. But I don't know if it was supposed to be the 90s or I more agree. current. I agree. So I don't know if that it was, was like a way made of like, time period. Yeah. It was like a mix between 99 and 2012. Yeah. And, and they tried to, yeah. They tried like to they kept it. calling Mary Elizabeth punk, but I don't remember them ever mentioning she was punk. No, in the book. she wasn't. She's just, they were just like generally alternative kids, but yeah, maybe grunge, but not a punk Buddhist. I didn't see, um, yeah, punk in the book. No. Like when I imagined Mary Elizabeth, no. No. No, she was very much like a strong feminist. Like um, almost Birkenstock hip, hippie. Yes, feminist. I was going to say, yeah. hipster, hippie. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So um, the only other person that I would recast if this were to be published now is Noah Schnapp, which is in uh, Stranger Things. I, know. I think could be a good Charlie. Oh, that would have been great. Let me show you. I know exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would have. He was would've. in a movie recently called The Tudor that I think was 
similar, he was like a similar character. He was kind of detached emotionally. Turns out he was like, spoiler alert, a bit of a psychopath. But <laughs> Charlie's not. <laughs> but um, he, he played kind of like a detached, like teen, early adult person really well. I think he could be a good Charlie. Now, the only other Patrick that I could see was like a Timothy Chalamet, but like dirty. So I thought who they had for Patrick really was my favorite character. He was amazing. I thought he did incredible. He was amazing. Um, yeah. And I, I thought, I just thought he did such a good job. His cheekbones the scene. could cut glass. Yes. He looked so good. <laughs> In the Rocky Horror Picture yes. Show scene. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Really Ezra, Ezra Miller. Is that his name? Yeah. Ezra Miller. He's, he's a flash, right? He did so good. Yeah, so good. So, so good. I, I had a harder time thinking of a Patrick because I was thinking of like a young Kit Harrington mm-hmm. from Game of Thrones or like a Timothy Chalamet, like definitely dark, curly kind of long hair, but like you've got to rough him up a little bit. Yeah. So I think they did a good job. I saw him as a little bit rougher, but still Ezra Miller was great. He did a good job kind of like adding some comedy and like right. levity to the movie while also like covering such heavy things Emma Watson's accent though I just I can't it really threw me off um a question I have for you I don't know why in the book it seemed to have made more sense to me but when I was watching the movie I was like why the hell did Charlie go to that first football game it seemed so out of place that he was like such a wallflower and so removed and like seemed like he didn't belong in high school and he was like I thought so-and-so would have lunch with me but they didn't then the next scene he's at a football game like why would you put yourself in that situation in the in the movie they didn't really explain it well but in the book Charlie talks about like oh going to the football game is just something you do like it's something to do like he made that specification in the book in the movie, it just was like cut scene, and now he's at a football yeah. game. And, and is it because his brother played football, so he's like familiar with the? I'm guessing. You know, that's belly? a good point. I didn't think about that, but that is a good point. It probably very much is. Yeah. He talks a lot about how he thought his high school career was going to be. Like he thought him and Brad were going to get along. I know. He, you know, because they played football. His brother Ugh, played football with him. And He's so clueless. Turns out Brad's just a douchebag. He was so <laughs> clueless, which I, I feel for Brad because I do too. He's trying to find secret himself. Secret relationship yes. in the yes. '90s is hard enough, and then you have an abusive father. Like I don't blame him, but yeah, he's yes, yeah, not a fan of Brad. So I also had a really hard time talking about casting. The casting of Melanie Linsky as Aunt Helen. I love that actress so much. I love her in everything that she's in. I did not remember her being in this, and I had such a hard time with her being in Helen. Yeah, yeah. I think it's good casting because she's so sweet and relatable and perfect and angelic, and it adds a bit more like human, like it humanizes her a bit. But oh, it was so heartbreaking to see her as Aunt Helen. I was like, no, I love her so much. I don't want to think of her that way. Well, and I think that was kind of my issue with reading the book was like just the whole relationship with Aunt Helen and the, we talked about like the closure yeah. that they try to give in the book and mm-hmm. it's just like, it's so complex. It is so complex and complicated and just, oh, but I, when it goes back to, to casting, I really 
I mean, even Paul Rudd, as much as I loved him being Bill, I mean, if I, it just didn't fit my mind. It, none of Me them either. really fit except for Patrick. And Patrick really shined in that one scene. Mm-hmm. But besides that, it could have been anyone. Yeah. Um, I'd almost prefer it if it was like nobody's. Yes. Like you don't have to get the biggest yes. stars to be in this. Mm-hmm. But I mean, obviously. Sure well, it did help. With yeah. boosting sales oh, of the yeah. book, and it was a box office hit. And yeah, I don't think Emma Watson had done much like American Mm-mm. accent films at the time either, so it's kind of a big thing. But also, Stephen Chbosky, I'm sure, had something to do with the casting, so we have to trust that that was like somehow that was his vision. Yeah, yeah, we just have to hope that's the case. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so something I thought was so bizarre in the movie is that. Charlie Tudor's Sam? That did not Yes, that did not happen. No. Let's not make Charlie out to be like he's He's super smart. Chemistry and statistics and shit. Like maybe he he liked reading. That was his brain. Yes, yes. Let's not make him into like a typewriter. But um He's not tutoring a twelfth grader. I'm thinking they did that in the movie. To try and show his brilliance. That was even we even talked about how it was like not even clearly made in the book until Mm -hmm. Bill said something. Yeah. And then in the movie, it's like they just gave us these little bits and pieces of makeup stuff so that it really shined through how smart he was. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, no, that was not their relationship. (laughs) Yeah, that's the only thing that was so glaring that I was like, what is this? It almost counteracts the relationship that Sam and Charlie had in the book. Yeah. Because, it, you know, if it was that Charlie was teaching Sam... That completely changes the dynamics of their relationship, mm-hmm. which is what they tried yeah. to show in the movie. Yeah. And that, that's not the way it was. Charlie yeah. would not have been attracted, the book Charlie, would not have been attracted to somebody he had to tutor. No. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. even with Mary and Elizabeth, he's like, I'm up here. Imbalance. You know? It's such a power imbalance that I don't think he would have been comfortable in that kind of like mentorship role with her. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like he's got the power over her in that situation. That's, that's who he exactly. was. Yes, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah it's like it it didn't align yeah. with how I saw Charlie's character. And the, Sam, that just wasn't the, their relationship. The overall, their relationship in the movie, I had issues with because I think in the book, Sam made it so clear, like we are not a thing. Yes. Do not think of me in that way, which he told her he had like sex dreams about her, which is so fucking bizarre. But then once you find out he's gone through sexual trauma, it kind of makes more sense. And she's gone through sexual trauma too, which is why I think they could relate on that level. But still in the movie, she's so flirty and giving him all kinds of signals. And I'm like, this is not at all what I envisioned. And I liked the fact that she put her foot down and was yes. like, we are not a thing. Had the like, boundary. Do not like the, yes. think of me that way. I'm dating and someone even else. When she, even when she finally like kisses Charlie at the very end of the book, she's like, I just want to be sure that the, you know, your first kiss is from somebody who actually cares about you. And so she made sure and it loves was you her. as a friend, yes. not I'm and in just love loves with you. you. Just loves you. Yeah, you know, just because in the movie general. it was very much like I've secretly been yes. in love with you the whole time, and why haven't and you like, asked no. me out? No, no, that's not what I got at all. No. And I think the complexity of her not actually wanting him is more interesting than her being in love with him. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. But I think they tried to build 
Charlie in the movie was a stereotypical, more stereotypical character, like what the audience would have been used to um, when you paint it the way that they did in the movie versus the way that it was in the book. Mm -hmm. Charlie in the book was like oddball out. Yeah. You know? And then in the movie, it's almost like they tried to paint him as a little bit weird, but totally, you know, yeah. 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 Um, I, I also made a note and this is so random, but they changed big boy. Pig boy was such a huge part of the book. They always went to big boy, which maybe is why people thought it was California. Oh, that's a good point. But they changed it to Kings. I don't know what Kings is. I don't know if it's a Pittsburgh staple and maybe why they threw it in there. And it just bothered me. I don't know why, but it bothered me. Maybe Kings was the real place. And when Stephen Trabowski wrote the book, he he changed it to Big Boy or something Big to Boy make it more relatable. No, Big Boy is a thing. And I think that maybe in the book he referred to it as Big Boy so people would know what he's talking about. But the whole time it was Kings. You know, because he said he loosely wrote it about places in Pittsburgh. So there, Big Boy is headquartered in Michigan, but it says... That they're in California. That they're like yeah. known to be in California. Yeah. Oh yeah, the big boy statue, like the little But guy I think statue. that Stephen Trabowski would have changed it from Kings when writing the book to Big Boy because he Maybe. felt that was more relatable to the, yeah, to the general probably. reader. If we just heard Kings. If we he, we would have said, what is that? Yeah. But true. in the movie they could show Kings. True. You know, and then we got the idea, oh, it's Big Boy. Okay. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Um there were only like two maybe three letters narrated the entire yes. time. And it was like beginning, middle, end. Yeah, begin- yeah, good mm-hmm. point. It is beginning, middle, and end, which I was a little bit disappointed by, but also like you have to adapt it for film. And we talked about on, on our main feed that this movie really gives you a much broader like 360 view of the characters. You're now a third party in right. it and not just in Charlie's head, which I actually appreciate because I think they did a good job making Mary Elizabeth look... Yes. More like in my head. Yes. Like she would be an amazing person. She would be like a strong person who knows what she wants and what she doesn't want. Um, So I think they made Sam look a little bit more balanced because it's not just from his perspective. They made Patrick. Everybody was a little. Yeah. Everybody was a little more balanced. Except Um, his sister did not like the representation of his sister. She seems like she was this like. Totally supportive. I love my little brother type of sister in the movie. Yeah, and that I didn't was get that in the, in the book. book. She was a more typical, like, complicated relationship where you kind of hate them. You kind of don't want them around, but they're your little brother, so I guess they'll just kind when of stay around. When she the fan, I guess you can go get an abortion. Yeah, <laughs> you'll drive me. I, yeah, exactly. Like, ultimately, I can rely on you, but you're kind of fucking yes. lying. Yeah, like, but that is that's more real. typical of yeah. a sibling relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, agreed. Just kidding, Allison. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I did like how in the book we ended with that final letter that said, if you wonder what happened to Charlie, he made it. Yes. And in the movie, he was saying, Sam, she made it yes. at her graduation, which I thought was really beautiful. Um, we just generally had less crying Less emotion, yes. Irregulation, <laughs> like yes. he seemed much more balanced. He only cried a couple times. The book was just off the wall. Yes, yeah, yeah. I do feel like for the movie, 
it was very, um, it was just censored. It was more censored. It was more safe. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I guess that made that more appealing in a movie, in a movie setting. I mean, I guess, I don't know how you would fit all of the trauma in the book into one movie. It, it, would it would be obnoxious. It would be obnoxious. It would seem like, egregious. It would seem excessive. Yes, it would absolutely. Um, so I guess that's why they did that. Mm-hmm. I kept trying they to think about to. it. Yeah. And they probably would have had an R rating if they maybe absolutely. they did plan to include everything that they'd have an R rating. You can't make as much money with a yeah. R rated movie. So I think generally it was okay. After reading the book, it was a bit like much to then watch the movie right after maybe if yes. I'd given it a little bit more time but it it, it followed the same storyline the same sequence there was this consistency that the author was then the playwright the screenwriter and the director but um I mean it followed the same kind of it, it wasn't that vastly different yeah. and I think that's a compliment to him but also like Watching it, I think you saying it was a little dry. Like it was a little dry. Yeah. To too. But also, I mean, with how how jam packed the book is, how would it? I mean, anything was going to be dry in yeah. comparison because it just was so over the top. Yeah. And I think something that keeps you going in the book is this connection to Charlie, and you kind of miss that. Like you're so. Having a third party perspective, you're a bit more separated yes, from Charlie. It's not with the really movie. It's all not about pulling you in Charlie as much. Yeah, it's it's just not all about Charlie. Yeah, you're you're definitely. I like that you brought up that it's in the movie. It's more of a third party perspective mm-hmm. because in the book, it's not that at all. Yeah, like you are. It is strictly Charlie's perspective, and he's talking to a stranger. In in the movie, it's like you're seeing all the characters play out. Mm-hmm. Um kind of like how we talked about on the main feed, like would have loved to see Mary's perspective, oh my gosh, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. um, I think the movie gave you a little bit of a that. little bit more. Yeah. 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 So overall I liked it. I think it's worth a watch. I think he did a really great job adapting a book to a screenplay. Kudos to him for keeping tabs on his IP and making sure it was exactly what he wanted. It was worth waiting for, even if it took, a while to write and to get made. Dope soundtrack. Yeah. Like, how did you choose songs that were going to be able to be carried through 20 years of time? Yeah. I mean, that was pretty awesome. Yeah. Great job. Mm-hmm. I couldn't have done better. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, Stephen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're not so weird and creepy after all. <laughs> yeah. You redeemed yourself, Stephen. <laughs> So, thank you for joining our Patreon. We will continue to cover shows, films, anything that has been adapted from these popular children's books that we cover on the main feed. So, um, be sure to stay tuned, and we will talk to you soon.